0: Welcome back to the Anti-Gamers Podcast. This is episode number 65B. In the previous part, I did not actually say part A, but there's a two-part thing going on here. I'm the sort of canonical host of the Anti-Gamers Podcast. My name is Evan Minto, but like last time, I won't be hosting this episode. In the first part, Ink and Jared, uh, both of whom write for Anti-Gamers, took over the show for a little bit to talk about life and in the second half, they are going to just talk a little bit about the anime that they've been watching uh, recently. We really, really appreciate feedback on this episode because if you guys like Ink and Jared, maybe you'll hear more of them in the future. So let us know. We have an email address, podcast at AnnieGamers.com, or you can always tweet at us at AnnieGamers on Twitter. As I mentioned last time, David and I will be back very soon for an episode where we're going to talk about No Man's Sky and A Girl on the Shore, so look forward to that. Anyway, that's about all I've got for you. So enjoy the show.
1: We're going to talk about uh, what we're currently watching this uh,
2: summer of our anime 2016. We'll start with Jared. Jared is watching too much stuff. Me um, too. Jared is scrolling through my anime list actively right now, trying to figure out what he isn't watching. Um, it, it feels like you know. So in my three episode test article, let's start there. So I I, I talk about real life. I talk about. Um, I talk about the second season of Food Wars, which...
1: Wait, wait. For those who don't know, where can you find your three-episode test column?
2: Oh, you can find my uh, three-episode test column on um, a wonderful site, uh, www.anygamers.com, home to many find-such three-episode tests, such as Inc.'s own episode test and several other contributors' ep- ep- three-episode tests. So go check it out there, anygamers.com. Um, yeah, I'm watching too much stuff, man. Um, Real Life second season of Food Wars because I have such a love hate relationship with that show. I it 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 hurts me every time, and I still can't leave it. And, it so it uh, so good. Yeah, it does. You know, um, it's um, if it. I don't know. Like it's it, it's like last season they went. You know, we really took too much time in that fall tournament thing. Uh, you know, taking, like, three episodes for one match. We're just going to burn through them like an episode a match now and, you know, just just run right through them. And they ran through, like, the very first or second episode, they ran through, like, one of my favorite characters' um, battles, and I was like, what? Okay, whatever. Um, so it's kind of on probation with me now. Orange, um, oh, orange is so good. It is. I didn't want to oh like it. God, I did. it's well. so good.
1: We we could probably do another podcast.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we probably we could. We probably could. That is, um, I have read all of that manga, um, every bit of it, and um, I was I was really. It touches on some very charged themes, uh, kind of in a similar vein to what we're going to be talking about real life, and um, I, I um, they capture the youthful camaraderie of that group of friends so well and to me that's the most powerful thing about that show but it really is yes um and it just hits you like right from that first episode i saw that you know that that first scene of them walking home together and i was like oh my god that is so well done and it you know really just almost uncanny valley how how cleverly uh the director captured that sort of you know youthful spirit i guess um you remember childhood or something it is. It is. Sweetness and Lightning. Fantastic. Um, it's It's very sweet. And, um, you know, if you're a, a fan of a certain age and you can imagine yourself in a world where you have a small child um, and and things with single parents get to you, well, prepare for this to hit you in the feels uh, repeatedly because it's great. Um trying to think what else just, just uh, Sugumi's reactions to the father and the father's yes. reaction
1: to Sugumi like uh, everything else in that series like is is secondary because that's just plot but really yes. just just watching the you know the father and daughter relationship grow or just watching the relationship you know
2: it's, it's so and, well done oh, it really is it's hard to it, the um, the actress that plays um, Sugumi um, I wondered if she was an, an actual child voice actress, and she is. And she played one of the kids in Bakaraman, w- also known as one of the greatest anime ever. Yes. Uh, based on one of the greatest manga ever. Um, and the prequel to Bakaraman, Honda Koon, is also on. And I'm just still making up my mind how I feel about Honda Koon because it's it's sort of a similar show to haven't you heard? I'm Sakamoto, which is also amazing. Um, (laughs) but it's not, it's not like it's a prequel to Buck Aramon, but it's not like Buck Aramon. Like this is Honda Kuhn before he meets the world's greatest life coach. Uh, and, 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 and she starts straightening his life out. He's so he's, he's worshiped at school kind of like Sakamoto is, but he, instead of, being like this graceful higher form of being that sort of floats above the world and is like this benevolent God helping people. Honda Kuhn is instead, he's as somebody who, who creates art ink, you will appreciate Honda Kun because he's this guy who thinks the world hates him. <laughs> and he's like, Oh, they, they must, they must be trying to bully me or something. And like, they're really like trying to say, Oh, you're so cool and stuff. and, And he he literally walks around his school in this box, this force field box made of ink, basically. Uh, And it's amazing. Um, So I said I don't know how I feel about it because it's not Bacaraman, and it doesn't have any of that energy at all. It's its own show, um, and I've only seen a couple episodes of it, so I'm still kind of making up my mind on it. I kind
1: of I kind of have to respect it for doing its own thing despite being an obvious prequel.
2: It it could have taken the easy way out and it chose not to. So it's really kind of telling its own story um and and it's have you seen any of that?
1: No, no, I have not, but I admire what it's doing what based upon your uh, description.
2: Yeah, you 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 might get a kick out of it. The, um the first episode actually takes the first two episodes because his fans try to make a honda-kun anime episode (laughs) in the first half of the first episode and and then they kind of fail and then you get like the actual linden films or dio media or whoever makes it i think it's dio media yeah um you get their actual anime and it's it's really bizarre um it's it's a very non-traditional start to a show and that maybe that kind of could be off-putting but um let's see what else um The second season of The Legend of Arslan, which is like the sequel superhero movie because, I mean, they're superheroes, let's face it. Um, It's like the sequel superhero movie where you've got the the kind of slow plotting origin story out of the way and you're like just on to the awesome stuff and the action. That's pretty much what's happened with Arslan in the second season. So if you manage to survive the first season, second season kind of picks up on that same energy where the um, the end of the first season kind of left us. Uh, days. Days is really good. It's about soccer boys and one. Wait, I thought that was boy. the one about prohibition. Um, no, no, that's 91 days. Oh! <laughs> this is just days in general. Is <laughs> it days of our lives? Uh, basically. It, it's days of our soccer boys' lives. Nice. It's, it's, they should have just well they have an anime named Cheer Boys this season they should have just named this soccer boys and it would have been it would have been perfectly clear um, but it's it's about um, a team and particularly this uh one guy who's this scrawny looking dude but he's he's full of that I'm gonna try my best spirit and he kind of wins everybody over by just trying really really hard even though he's not that great um it's okay so far. Um I'm not like super in love with it, but it's 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 all right. Um Uh let's see, let's see, let's see, what else? What else? There's there's other things. So things that are ongoing. Jojo's Bizarre Adventure is like the holy Bible. I mean that's I mean, if you're not watching that now, you're never gonna watch it and, and you live a cold, dark existence. Uh <laughs> uh twin star exorcists is good like shonen jumpy kind of you know stuff wait you actually um, stuck with that i i stuck with it i don't know why <laughs> it's so, it's it's okay so um,
1: how is yamada doing uh yeah, um, he, 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 one of the main characters in this series looks amazingly like yamada from uh working
2: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He's um, he he's still running the exorcists, and um, you kind of feel like he's he's got this sinister kind of thing uh, going. That, and he's trying extremely hard for these two. They look like middle school age kids. Um, he's trying very hard to get them to like marry each other now and and, and produce a child. So I it, I don't know how I feel about uh, Yamada in his new role. Um, it's it's very different from his role in working. Um, but yeah, I mean it, it it's okay. It's good like mindless shonen battle fun, I guess. Um, that's good enough but, reason to watch. Yeah, um, Kuro Mukuro, That's another one. Uh, that I did a three-episode test on, even though it's technically a spring show, but we didn't get it until now because of Netflix. Um, Thank you, Netflix. Yeah. Um, it's a PA Works show, and I love PA Works, generally, just on principle. Um, they've done some of my favorite stuff. Um, they It's also a mecha show, which I am bound by honor to watch a mecha show uh, that comes out, especially if it's not Gundam. So I, I have to watch it. Um, just to make sure that somebody's giving it some attention. It's like my sacred duty. Um, it, I <laughs> I didn't give it the most glowing review uh, because it's pretty damned formulaic. Um, you know, Samurai comes, he is literally the man in the box. And he, he comes out of this box after 450 years. And he's trying to find his princess to, to save her. And it just so happens that the main heroine looks just like the princess, and you know, (gasps) I know, I know. You didn't see that coming, did you? No, Um, especially not
1: having read your three
2: episode test. Yeah. So after I woke up and saw the rest of the episode after I passed out from boredom, um, yeah, Tensei Okamura is, you know, I I like I like him generally. I like some of the stuff he's done in the past. Um, Wolf's Rain, uh, I like that anime from back in the day. Gonna, I'm going to bid in that because it's a mecha show, but I don't know if I would tell anybody else to do it. Um, you know, I, I will definitely want to talk about it and write about it maybe if I find it's a good show, because I'm desperate to find an original series. It's also an original original work, so I'm, like, desperate to find an original work that's a mecha anime that's awesome, and Gargantia on the Burgos Planet is probably the closest I've come uh, in recent years, to that, so that's it. That tells you what kind of drought there's been. Um, God, yeah, really. That was like what two years ago? Oh, longer than that. Now it was probably 2013. Jesus, maybe 2012. Um, those are all the ones that I'm actively watching. Oh, oh no, no. There's one more, and then I'm going to shut up and let you talk. Um, so re-zero uh, starting. I forget the name of the thing. I just call it ReZero. That's what I've, everybody normally normal calls it. I've heard so many opposite opinions of this
1: show. I am so looking forward to hearing you talk about it.
2: Yeah, I I, I am myself a walking opposite opinion of this show Um, because I, I feel differently about it depending on the time of day and what I've eaten for breakfast. But um, <laughs> ReZero is really... It's super meta in its first season and like meta with a point, like the, the point being um, this, this guy who's kind of a neat actually um, ends up in this fancy world for reasons. And I'm not going to go through the whole story, but he kind of uses his light novel knowledge <laughs> as, as, as an advantage to understanding this terribly light novel ish world and that's sort of the setup, so you think this is going to be some goofy ass light novel romp?
1: Wait, wait, is, is this a light novel adaptation of Scream? Uh, well, you know, or uh, it,
2: it, implementation of Scream's premise?: Maybe kind of, because it, it, in a weird way, it's funny that you mentioned that because, because you know he he has this ability that he can die and he kind of he kind of goes back in time. When he dies to a point you know, sometimes it's a day or two, sometimes it's a few hours before he dies, and he can basically try again um, and he does this several times in the first in the first season and um, by the second season, very quickly, you see the toll that it's taken on this character, and the second season so far has been this incredibly oppressive, painful like, almost uncomfortable to watch at points uh, descent into this guy's madness because a little too late he's I guess he's found out, oh yeah, I can't just, like, die over and over and over and that do nothing to my psyche. Um, and he's like, hell-bent on saving this girl he's kind of got this huge crush on, but like, like he's, he's sort of warped his brain because he thinks he's the only one that can save her and you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of, of social commentary, I think, going on kind of under the hood, um, if one were to kind of read between the lines a little bit. Um, but, uh, you know, not to mention all the kinds of things it, it could say about you know, death and suicide and, and things like that. And he's not always like committing suicide, but uh, there's been a couple of times. Um, and it's, it's a really... It's a weird show, man, and I think the fact that it's probably generating a lot of conflicting opinions is probably a sign that people should watch it because mm-hmm. you know, when 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 art provokes reactions like that in either direction, it's it's probably worth at least experiencing it and getting your own read for it. Are you
1: um, going to call it art?
2: I'm going to call it it's trying really hard <laughs> um to be art. I, is it is it art? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm it's trying really hard to be art, So I've got to at least give it the benefit of the doubt there. It's been interesting enough, despite some of the light novelishness of it, it's been interesting. And and, and I hate that that's become just such a pejorative term, but it's really true. Um, It's really kind of kept its hooks in me. So I'm going to watch the rest of this season. I just hope I'm not depressed every damn day I watch the show because it comes out on Sundays and that's like a chill day for me. Mm -hmm. It's not a good energy to be walking out my door with. Anyway. Just just watch it first. Yeah, yeah. I should start from zero. And that's uh, oh. start again from zero. Starting all over again from zero. That's yeah. right. Uh, How about you, Ming? Yeah, what what are, what are you watching?
1: Uh, well, because I was the former writer and uh, editor of uh, the column known as Drunken Talk, I had to watch ninety one days. <laughs> uh, which is about Prohibition era uh, USA, which kind of looks like Italian USA in the anime. It's really kind of horrible uh, visually. It's just yeah, oh, wow. uh, the buildings don't look American. The the cars do. The although you know they do switch right and left hand drivers
2: spontaneously. So is there um, like rampant cultural illiteracy going on, trying to interpret this? Only, only,
0: visually, okay.
2: and <laughs> evidently, every
1: American is Italian. Um, and I'm not that familiar with the the major players in Prohibition, so you know, maybe most of them were Italian. I don't know. I doubt it. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's it's a visually beautiful. It's it's FMA 2003. Uh, bones, visually beautiful. Ooh, it's the the story's written really well. Every that that there. The story is uh, just to sum up: a uh, a young man, a young boy, witnesses his fo- witnesses his family's execution at the hand of a mob, a mob they were a part of, um, and escapes. And then, you know, eighteen years later, or twelve years later, whatever, uh, when he's a man, begins to exact his revenge on those who killed his family, while making booze, um, and evidently, really good booze. Uh, but. You know, it's, it's beautiful to watch. It's well written. I should really love the series a lot more than I do, mm. but it's, it's, it's got good action. It's got good tension. Something's missing in it that makes me really love it though. Uh, like, it's, it's good technically, but overall it's not winning me over. And I don't know why I can't put mm. the words. I feel kind of horrible about that. Um, a lot of the characters are syncretic stereotypes. Uh, you got, you know, the Japanese influence of, you know, man, I just sort of, it, it tries to amalgamate mob bosses and, I guess, perceptions of mob bosses mm. uh, worldwide. And, you know, watching it, you can realize how off perceptions are internationally of what happened here. Yeah. But, you know, if, if you watch uh Boardwalk Empire versus 91 right. Days... And immediately, like *Boardwalk Empire*, just has a sense of reality and immediacy and cultural relevancy. Whereas *91 Days* very much feels like a fictional, like a way over the top dramatic fictionalization of it. But the humanistic elements are 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 on key. Like the boy witnessing his parents' death alongside his sister, who then reaches out to his parents and then is killed in his mother's arms,
2: just because the mob has to do what it has to do. It's an no, amazing no, no. first episode. It sounds more like a, a mobified version of that anime from a few seasons back, Gangsta. Like,
1: no, no, because no? Gangsta, way hold, it. Gangsta uh, held its own. Okay, until so this, like the final episode, which is just weird ass shit going down. <laughs> but this, this is it. Tries to be histor- historically accurate. <laughs> It, it, it tries to be historical.
2: This story <laughs> takes, uh, just reading from, from uh, Mal here, the story takes place in Lalvis, a town thriving on black market sales of illicitly... Britain.
1: Yeah, stop. Wow. <laughs> wow. Just, oh. it's, 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 pro, it's Prohibition Era USA. That's, that's,
2: what, pain, that's what, painful.
1: Uh, yeah, it's it's not a well executed. <laughs> it. uh, it's written well. It's it, it has its glowing points and it's enough to sweep you week to week if you don't really think about it too much. It
2: cannot be worse than that berserk
1: adaptation they've done. Don't know. I have not seen it. Don't. I never even saw the original. So uh, okay. So uh, me to go on my rant about the time. <laughs> <laughs> Will do. Uh, sweetness and lightning. We've already spoke to. Uh, Amanchu. I'm actually watching, which is a um, a healing anime, which I. Hate that term, uh, <laughs> but it, it's it's an adaptation of the the manga from the same manga guy who did Aria, and it involves a scuba diver. So instead of being above water, now it's underwater. Uh, it's
2: about, oh, not Aria the Scarlet Ammo, but but yes,
1: Aria. Aria the the <laughs> the oh god, what do you call them? The ferryman uh, in Italy. Oh. Uh, oh, oh. Gondoliers, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Arya the gondoliers, uh, say Cobb, that fame. Um, So it's both water instead of underwater, and it's uh, it's one of the stupidest things I love watching. Um It's I, I there's nothing in it for me. It hasn't really made me interested in scuba diving or the characters <laughs> interested in scuba diving, but it switches out. Uh, the visage of the main character's face with a super deformed, really freaky head and occasionally she's her regular face most of the time she's the super deformed face and it's really freaking me out Um, and she tweets on her whistle like puffs on her whistle all the time which may be a reference to something I do in scuba diving I don't know, they haven't explained that yet um, hmm.
2: But I'm a scuba diver and that doesn't ring any bells to me <laughs> there you go Okay, um,
1: and so it makes her really eccentric and, ed- and energetic which is a lot for carrying that character and the series but it's just so damned weird like I do not know why I tune in week after week but it's so damn weird that I can't <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah I'm still watching that uh, along the same lines only because it's like you know, a minute and a half, two minutes long, I'm watching banania, which is about a cat who lives inside a banana.
2: Oh god, you're actually watching it wait like like watching it like beyond the first episode watching. Oh
1: oh yeah. Yeah. Well the first oh, episode wow. revealed that banania's, you know, life goal was to become a chocolate covered banana and
2: to be eaten. So, I know. I, I thought I had seen the whole thing. Like, oh, I, like I, I feel a sense of completeness.
1: There there there's an episode where banania watches T V. Oh. And there's a banana. There's a banana episode where it watches a mouse and becomes friends with the mouse.
2: Does it maintain its incisive social commentary <laughs> and thoughtful explanations and, and explorations of humanity? Uh, does it? It doesn't move away from that, right? Because that's to me, that's its strongest point.
1: As much as it has in the first episode, no, it has not moved away from that <laughs> explanation. <laughs> I should say. Uh, uh. I'm also watching JoJo's, continually watching JoJo's, because my jo- chose me. God, that just... That, the,
2: ah. I never thought I would love uh, a, a, a JoJo more than second JoJo, and I never thought I would love an arc more than Stardust Crusaders, and, and this is just, like... Thank you,
1: because you're the only one I know who likes Stardust Crusaders more than the other arcs, and I'm right on board with that, just because it was the hilarity of the stupidity you know the, the com- compounded absurdness of all the
2: enemies they had a video game race car episode <laughs> yes. i mean my god what more do people want that i mean stardust crusaders was amazing but i mean as much as i love stardust crusaders diamonds unbreakable is just fantastic like it's, I it's been I really fun so much
1: it's been really fun especially because they're just right out in the open saying oh, you know you know we tend to run into other you know stand users so like everyone they would meet episode for an episode is like oh well that's a stand
2: user Okay, literally they're yeah. just like every, everybody every like like animals freaking like people like basically invisible babies say, yeah the invisible <laughs> babies i mean it, it, pretty much everybody in this town is actually a stand user i'm convinced we just don't all know it yet. there you go uh, I'm still watching
1: Mill Palm, even though that only comes out like one episode per season. But, wow. you know, that's a, that's a fantastically horrible series as well. It's stop motion <laughs> animation with dolls of, uh, teenage girls who want to become idols and they all wear these animal heads for some reason. I don't know <laughs> why. It. It's perfectly psychotic and I recommend everyone watch. Um, Mob Psycho 100, which is probably one of the best animated shows this season. Um, it's just a lot of raw fun. The premise is annoying as fuck. It's just this, you know, one dude who's pretending to be a psychic who actually employs this, uh, you know, junior high school level kid who is actually a psychic and, uh, continually accepts jobs and, you know, just to have this kid solve the case and takes all the money and pays the kids a pittance. Uh, and that's the entire
2: joke behind the series, but it's really well animated. Like, and, and just notably this, by this. and notably by the the One Punch Man creator, also. But uh yeah, that is
1: that is continually amusing and fun to watch. Um just really, really fucking good animation. You don't watch that for the story, you just sit there and watch it to be entertained. Uh visual. The I'm also watching Orange, which discussed, and my Moe garbage for the season is New Game.
2: Okay, so so tell me about New Game, because I'm, I'm hearing... So, Mob Psycho 100, I've heard hyped up to hell and back, and I'm going to watch it when I can, but tell me about New Game, because I keep hearing kind of mixed reviews on that. People tell me it's sort of like Shirobako. It's horrible. <laughs>
1: it's, it's really horrible. Um, I mean, there, there's a time and a place for Moe, and... Honestly, this is just Moe for the older set. Oh. It, it it features you know it features transplantable stereotypes and oh uh, uh you know it's 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 a game okay. The purpose is that this June this high school girl has just graduated and she landed her job at a dream company making games. Uh she's an artist there, she creates characters and she doesn't know three D at all, so she's learning three D and you know, coming to you know Try to do that for the company for, uh, their, the game that they're currently working on, which just so happens to be one of the sequels to the game that, like, got her interested in gaming or that she loves the most. Uh, uh and structurally
2: kind of like Shirobaku. Uh,
1: exactly. And the, the first, uh, the, the person she's working under just happens to be responsible for the game that she, you know, fell in love with as a kid, uh, and inspired her to want to make games or create characters or draw or whatever. Uh, but that character, you know, tends to sleep around in her underwear in her office where they have very close panty, you know, close ups and there's Yuri situations that appear and it's you know, it's it's audience pandering at a at a very high level not very low level. <laughs> <sighs> and but I mean the, the the simplicity of all the jokes work. It's, you know, light, fun, it's stupid, it's enjoyable. Light, fun you can you know. Kill yourself too. It sounds like. Yeah, uh, you, I, I mean, you know, then you get the the marketing spew that Crunchyroll sent out, which was like the screen cap of one of the the, the one of the leads on the project shouting at one of the other two characters for using emojis in their formal uh, inter office memos, and I was like, okay, I can I can dig I can dig grammar humor, sure. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's 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 good seeing older people in anime although you know when their personalities are direct transplants of you know the usual moe garbage it's just like ah i'd like seeing like actual depictions of older people being moe but in an older person person manner
2: well i'll just take that off the list (laughs) yeah that sounds like it's not quite probably for me
1: There's probably a couple of yucks you can have if you're really drunk, which is the only way I'll watch it.
2: (laughs) Uh, That's too too expensive. I can't do that.
1: Yeah. I can't blame it. But I think that and weed Life is about all I was watching. I've actually put uh, Folktales from Japan on hold because I haven't kept caught up with it from the last four seasons, I think.
2: I still have that on my queue, and I have never watched a single episode. And I know (sighs) that means... I know that means I'm living in sin, but I, I mean, uh, right. one day, that one day, I'm gonna ta- I'm gonna take like two weeks of work off and catch up.
1: No, just just watch <laughs> one a night. It's a great bedtime story thing. It really is. Yeah. I should take my own advice and do that. But I've watched a hundred plus episodes of it, and I think I've watched more episodes of that than any other anime ever. But and it, it it's it's great because the same two voice actors do all the roles oh, and. Wow. It's amazing. It's just like having like a mom or a dad read you a bedtime story, and hmm. it's perfect. And the art styles are so different that even when they repeat a tale, and in Japanese culture there there are uh, numerous versions of each of these tales, uh, little tweaks here and there. Uh, that you know tweaking the animation and retelling the tale is a wonderful thing, and you just enjoy it all the more. But hmm. you know I've reached wherever I'm up to at this point. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm not going to bother to catch up because there's way too much to catch up.
2: Speaking of things I have to catch up on, it's, um, I have, I have not yet, uh, done my religious duty and, and watched Macross Delta, um, which, which exists. And it's this, it, you know, Macross is the greatest thing ever. Um, but it, it's, it's not something we'll see here legally. So I'm, you know, in my old age, I've gotten extremely lazy and I, you know, for ethical reasons, I don't want to pirate stuff, but that's something that I kind of, you know, that's, that's one like conflicted area I have because I know I'm never going to get it unless I succeed in my plans to take over Harmony Gold. Um, (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I will eventually watch that and people will know because I will probably not shut up talking about it, but... One day, one day, day. when my queue gets a little smaller.
0: And that's actually it. Because of the way that this was recorded, Jared and Inc didn't end up recording an outro. So I'm here to tell you the show's over. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in a little bit.